Okay, let's get a picture now so we can take these Sorry. things oh, we're off. Oh, a video. A video of what? No, we're not gonna burk, 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 burk. No. I can't do that. You can't. Would you spell Bach like B O S K? Or B A W C K? Bach. This is Brecken and Jonathan with Gem Junkies, and we are back for another episode. Yes. An exciting episode. Of Citrine. Yeah, Citrine this week. We're in a very golden, golden State. mood today. <laughs> it's, it is Halloween. The day we're recording this is Halloween, and we have a costume competition here at Parlay. And Jonathan and I are dressed up as giant chickens, thanks to the twins. Yep. The twins, we asked them, you want to be a princess, unicorn. Fairies, maybe. Paw Patrol. Whatever. No. Millie said chickens. Chickens. So I was going to override her, and so I went to her sister, and I said, okay, Olivia. What do you want to be? What do you want to be for Halloween? Because this one went rogue. (laughs) And she thought about it for a minute, and she said, chickens. Chickens. (laughs) And then we said, what should mommy and daddy be? Chickens. Well, we just, yeah, we knew that was going to come, though. Yeah. We're a chicken family. Chickens. So we're getting ready. We're, we're finishing the podcast, and then we're taking the girls around um, Old Town to do some... Great trick-or-treating. Trick-or-treating sort of store, and then we got a trunk-or-treat later on tonight. And I'm very excited for this evening when I get to pillage their candy. Go team. <laughs> I haven't been able to do that. I mean, two-year-olds don't need candy. Two-year-olds don't need candy. Mama needs candy. I hope they get a lot of Kit Kats, Twix, Whoppers. So basically chocolate. I like hot tamales though, So, but those are very rare Halloween yeah, you treats. you don't get a hot tamale. If you find a hot tamale, a little mini hot tamale bag, oh. They're few and far between. Yeah, that's like finding gold. <laughs> All right, Halloween candy down. Citrine. Citrine. Quartz. It is quartz. Yellow quartz. Yellow quartz. It, the name citrine was first mentioned in 1556. It was a publication by a German gentleman named George Bauer, who is considered the father of modern mineralogy. And he named it for its yellow color. Citron is the name for citrus in French. So the bright, beautiful yellow color of citrine right. gets so its name from that. It is a transparent, pale yellow to brownish orange variety of quartz, and it is very rare in nature. Yeah, it is extremely rare. It's usually a result of low temperature heating of pale violet amethyst, Mm -hmm. which is the purple variety of quartz. Yep. So quartz has a hardness of seven on the Mohs scale. Yes. And the thing that I found most interesting in, you know, gemological study is that dust is quartz. Yeah. It is the second most common mineral yeah. on the earth. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the first one is? No, I don't actually. What is it? Feldspar. Really? Yeah. Feldspar is number one and quartz is number two. 
Really? Mm-hmm. Feldspar. You don't believe me? Well, no. I You don't <laughs> see a lot of feldspar in jewelry because it's so soft. Yeah, it's soft. Yeah. Yeah. So that, wow. Yeah. Feldspar. Go feldspar. Most common. Most oh, common oh, mineral on the, on the... on Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, back to quartz. Um, yeah. It has a trigonal crystal structure, which is super cool. It's like a six-sided prism, and it often terminates with a six-sided pyramid on top. So you can get some super cool specimens. specimens. Yeah, and we can post some on the blog, some really cool some cool specimens. Yeah, it's, it's formed in basically all types of formation because it's such a common yes. uh, mineral. It's formed in igneous and metamorphic and sedimentary processes, and that's because it is so easily transported in hydrothermal fluids. Yeah. So, and what is it made of? We didn't talk about that. Oh, silica and oxygen. Yeah. Super common. Yeah. Super common elements. Yep. And that's why it's so abundant is because the elements that make it up are very common. Yeah. So when we talk about quartz formation, one of my favorite things are geodes. Yeah. And at Tucson, you can see some super awesome citrine. Amethyst and yeah. citrine. And quartz geodes. All quartz. And how those are formed is it's usually a gas bubble in igneous rock or kind of a round cavity in sedimentary rock. And when the rock hardens around the cavity, it's filled with that hydrothermal fluid, which then allows crystals to form, which is oftentimes quartz because it is so abundant. Yeah. Very cool. And it's so it's readily available up to about 20 carats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do get larger, you can get huge ones, but up to about 20 carats is readily available. And that's faceted. So obviously it's much bigger when they get started. Yeah. And the coloring, the color is due to iron. Yeah. Good old iron, trusty iron. Yeah. It gives us that really pretty uh, yellow to reddish orange. And you know, your perfect color range for citrine is a saturated yellow, brightly saturated yellow, to a reddish orange. And that color is sometimes called Madeira. Madeira right. citrine, which is named after the delicious Madeira wine from Portugal. Yep. And it has to be eye clean. Mm-hmm. And quartz normally is clean, but it should be eye clean and um, it should be free of brown. Yeah, no brown and also no color zoning. Right. Unless it's an ametrine, which is amethyst and citrine, bam, in the same stone. Bam. Bam. Bicolor. Bicolor. And and it's super pretty because you've got the purple with the yellow. Yeah. Gorgeous. Stability-wise, it is sensitive to abrupt temperature change. It also can fade with prolonged exposure to intense light. I didn't know that it could fade. Yeah, it can fade. And that's due to it's normally treated to get to where it is. But, yeah, it can it can fade with prolonged exposure to really intense light. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that's generally going to happen. But, like, you shouldn't set your citrine ring on the windowsill and leave it there for, like, weeks at a time. Right. Like, that would be – it could fade. Yeah. Or But also jewelers should know that if they have it in their showcase and they have a really bright, like, front window, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't put your citrines in that window even in November. Yeah, I remember when I worked at the jewelry store, we had these front windows that would get blasted with afternoon sun. Yeah, not good for citrine. No, well, n- really no jewelry. Like, you can't put opal in there or anything. No. So we'd always have to, you know, about 1 o'clock in the afternoon, crack the doors to the windows so that you could get airflow in airflow. there. We've even done that at trade shows. 
Yeah, yeah, because sometimes cooked, our showcases We've get cooked, cooked a couple opals at trade shows. Yeah, because yeah. those lights get so hot. It's not as much of a problem now, though, because most everything's LED. going to LED, yeah. which doesn't put off nearly the heat. Not as hot as those halogen lights. Those things, those metal halides were... So, like Jonathan was saying, most of your citrine is heat-treated. Yes. It's heat-treated amethyst, actually. Right. So it's that really light purple color amethyst that they heat-treat to citrine. And the majority of that material comes from Brazil. Yeah. Or uh, it can be smoky quartz, too. Yeah, or it can be smoky quartz. You're right. Do you want me to edit that out and just send that? You're right, T. <laughs> just so you have it on your ring. Yeah. You're right. Every time she rings. You're right, Jonathan. You're, you're right. right. You're right. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> there are sources for natural citrine, although it is extremely rare. So your top sources for natural are Bolivia, Spain, Madagascar, Mexico, and Uruguay. And the most recent is Zambia, which was found in 2014. Of natural, mm-hmm. natural citrine. Now, it's all been heated somehow. It just was probably heated in the ground. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And did you know that, so there are synthetic citrines, you can make synthetic quartz. Mm-hmm. Do you know that, do you know how the, pretty much the only way to tell the difference between natural and synthetic? It's twinning, right? So that is one way, but the only way to like really do it is to do, use mass spectrometry. And the difference to separate synthetic from natural is a presence of gallium. The synthetic has gallium? No. Other the way natural around. Has natural gallium. has gallium. Huh. But at the very most, it's like 19 parts per million. So it's like, it's a very small amount, but synthetics have none. Wow. Gallium. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, now I thought you could also see twinning in... Sometimes that works, but it's And not we should probably sure. explain what twinning is. That's when the growth structure changes. Changes. Shifts. Yeah, shifts. Yeah. So yeah, you, and you, find you that see this in like twinning pattern. Right, yeah. in natural. Mm-hmm. But you don't always have twinning in natural. Sometimes no. you have, especially in a faceted stone, it's super clean and you wouldn't see that at all. When we were at GIA, one of the stones that I most commonly confused citrine with scapolite. Scapolite. Yeah. Haven't thought about that one in a long time. That stone, scapolite, gave me nightmares. I thought I was going to get it on the 20 stone exam, and it is so tricky. Because yeah. it's got the same RI. Yeah. All, all these, sometimes similar. it's just a... So what is it? Scapolite or quartz? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. It's hard. Scapolite. All right. Do you want to get into what the history of citrine is? Sure. It has a fascinating history, like any gemstone. The problem with citrine was it's a yellow gemstone, and, you know, back in the day, they just grouped all yellow gemstones together. Right. So we don't really know when the Greeks talk about it or when, you know, Egyptians talk about it. We don't know if they're talking about yeah, it wasn't, yellow barrel or heliodor yeah. or if they're talking about topaz or if they're talking about citrine. Yeah, because it wasn't until the ni- early 1900s that the first studies of gemology came about. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like 1924 that the first gemological laboratory was actually established in Great Britain that people could really send yeah. something in to know that it. Yeah, but we do know that, that citrine was used as a gemstone thousands of years ago because of archaeological digs and studies. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So one of the first mentions of it, mm-hmm. and we're not quite sure which gemstone they're talking about, 
here um, was so the Greeks used it around 300 BC. They carved it into intaglios, and it was called chrysolitis, um, which is Greek for golden stone. And they used it to to make jewelry, to adorn tools and stuff they used, but they also used it to carve intaglios. Okay. And What's an intaglio? It, it's just a carved gemstone. Okay. Yeah. Just so. any, I just want to make sure everyone knew yeah. what an intaglio was. It's not it's a very a, common no, word. It's a carved gemstone. Okay. Uh, they would often be used as like talismans or, or good good luck charms or as a, an indicator of who you were or who you worked for. Okay. So if you wore a ring with some guy's head on it, you probably worked for him kind of a thing. Okay. Um, one thing that I found that they would carve into citrine was an ass, like a donkey. Okay. And this gave you the power to predict futures. Ooh. Future. So if you had an ass carved into a citrine, then you would be able to predict the future. Yeah, and actually citrine as a future predictor it spans many cultures. Yeah. It was also believed that if an elder uh, slept with one, or an elder or a leader slept with one under their pillow at night, they would wake up with clear vision for the future of the civilization, their tribe. So. Yeah, because it's always been known as the success stone, and mm-hmm. it attracts wealth and abundance. And so people used to keep it like in their wallet or their cash drawer or something like that to draw more money in. Yeah. But it only works best for those who are already generous. Yeah, so you have to be giving with your money in order to get money. Correct. Correct. Uh, yeah, so it's... No stingy. If you're no, stingy, it's no good. No stingy. It's known as the merchant stone. That's yes. what it's commonly called. Yeah, yeah the merchant stone. Um, it funny enough, it has a really rich history in Scotland. Really? Yeah, citrine has. A, and where would they get their citrines? It said that most of the mountains in Scotland have quartz in it. Okay. Yeah, and it's called the Carngom Stone, which is either citrine or smoky quartz. Like you were saying before, heated smoky quartz is citrine. Right. You can heat smoky quartz right. with citrine. Uh, and the Scottish Highlanders would adorn their knife handles with it. Why? Uh, this is another interesting story, too. So, they were Highlanders were said to be suspicious of money. Okay. Okay? Because so they, they were, were barters, traders. Yes. So, they would carry their wealth on them as jewelry or on their weapons and that kind of stuff. And it was said they liked to, to carry it on them so that if they ever passed away while they were traveling or away from home, they would have enough things on them to pay for a proper burial and a headstone. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just like common knowledge. You find somebody to keep their stuff, but just as long as you bury them and give them a headstone. I guess so. <laughs> like out of common courtesy. I guess. So they were often, citrine was often used as an embellishment on the handle of a knife called the skein dew. Okay. I, I'm speaking Gaelic there, I think. Okay. And, uh, or it's called the black knife. And it was a hidden knife, a hidden weapon that would protect you when you were traveling. So it was worn under the armpit and they would just pull it out and like, wacha, like wacha. Stab people with was it. That, was that official? Did you find? I didn't wacha? find the wacha. Wacha, wacha, 
Was it? But even some of those knives have been found with large citrine crystals as a handle, which cool. is pretty cool. Geode handle? Yeah, big citrine crystal handle. That that gets this, not a wacha, but a side okay. effect. It is Halloween. It is Halloween. And the they also use them as their kilt pins. So they would, mm-hmm. you know, the very important piece that yeah. kept the kilts together. Yes, yeah, so you don't the lose kilt pin. Kilt. Yeah, and so there's a lot of citrines in kilt pins. Now, Queen Victoria, we're jumping ahead a little bit here. Okay. Citrine was a favorite of Queen Victoria. And we all know she built Balmore Castle, which is in Scotland. And when her guests would come to her Scottish castle, she would require them to wear full Highland plaid outfits. And they were required to also wear a citrine kilt pin with it because citrine was one of her favorite gemstones, and it is from Scotland. So, wow. Yeah. There you go. So a little Scottish heritage there. Queen Victoria loved it, but it really didn't gain huge popularity. You saw it in Victorian-style jewelry, but it didn't gain huge popularity until the 1930s and the 40s. When they learned to heat it. Well, yeah, and so it became super popular in Art Deco jewelry, and that was worn by Hollywood's leading ladies in the golden age of film. So... They were the golden stone for the golden age. Yeah, they did. And so, like so, they knew something. I think it's because you could get it in really large sizes. Yeah, you get it in large sizes, and it wasn't expensive. And in black and white film, you don't know what it is. Yeah. In a really large size. Yeah. So. Could I, be a diamond. It could be. You know, you don't know. Okay. Um, the one thing that I found about citrine that I think is hilarious. Okay. Hilarious. It's supposed to make men more attractive and intelligent. Hmm. There you go, men. Citrine is a stone for you. If you're trying to get a date. Wear some citrine. Just not earrings. Well, I mean, no, not earrings. No, probably not earrings. I mean, you could have an earring. Good. Maybe a little citrine stud if if you're into earrings. Or just put one in your wallet and it'll serve double purpose. I think it... I think... It'll make you richer and more smarter and more attractive. (laughs) And more smarter, Jonathan? (laughs) Where's your citrine? (laughs) I corrected it. You did. Um, Another thing that's hilarious is that if you soak citrine in water... Makes an elixir. It makes an elixir, which is supposed to detox your body. So here's my thinking. I've tried those darn juice cleanses. And I am not meant to live without food. I have to have solid food. So next time, I might just soak some citrine in water and say I'm doing a detox. There you go. Yeah, it's supposed to be a tonic for your circulatory system. It cleanses the blood. Yeah. And gives you energy and dispels negative energy. It's also supposed to be super good for the kidneys. Yeah. Urinary, kidney, and digestive. Mm Mm-hmm purifies your system. Yeah, there you go. And also protect against venom. So we'll just throw that one in there. Okay, I didn't didn't know that one. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta... I think most gemstones do everything, right? Yeah. I mean, you can find... Someone supposed to bring say, wealth, good luck, happy days. Just, just wear a gemstone. Just wear gemstones. Yeah, there you go. You'll there be covered. You. Yeah. All right. I think that pretty much wraps it up for Citrine. 
Yeah. The golden gem. The golden gem of the golden age. What are we going to do next week? Why do we need to talk about next week? I don't... Just keep people hyped. Cut that. <laughs> Gotta hype them up. Keeping it in. Keeping it in. <laughs> hype, hype, hype it up. Hype, 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 hype it up. Oh, you're going to make her cut it with your eyes. <laughs> um... We'll be back next week with another gemstone. Yep. And uh, lots of fun. Just good times. So thanks for listening (laughs) to another episode of Gem Junkies. Episode 22 of Gem Junkies. If you want to see what we do in our real life, you can always follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Parlay Gems. Uh, Thanks again for listening. I'm Brecken. And this is Jonathan. Bye-bye. Bye.